Welcome to SkyCast from SkyGen, the podcast where we bring you the latest trends in the vision and dental specialty benefits management and technology landscape. My name is Holly Carter from SkyGen, and I'll be your host. Today, we're here with part two of a two-part series that highlights a panel discussion from SkyGen's annual client summit titled The Future of the Provider's Digital Journey, moderated by SkyGen's very own Chief of Operations, Kyle Kultz. Now, if you'll recall, in part one, our panelists covered pretty much everything from how technology is enabling innovation for payers and providers to the effects of the pandemic, which you know, we all know left a lasting imprint on consumer preferences, expectations, and habits. And now in part two, these same industry experts are going to go one step further and start talking about how to develop a digital strategy, starting with AI and machine learning. Now, when we think of artificial intelligence, specialty benefits may not be the first thing that pops into your head. But the reality is, if you're in the business of patient engagement, I think it should be. So let's get started off by listening to Ankit Kondawal, the engagement director from Overjet. He has some great thoughts on how AI and machine learning works and why this technology may just turn out to be your best friend. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are three key areas that that we are starting to see where AI is making a big impact in the industry, right? The first, uh, as you said, I touched up a little bit upon it, right? Uh, A lot of the clinical criteria that uh, providers uh, look at today from a payer perspective are subjective. For example, we've seen a lot that says most of the tooth should be decayed, missed, or filling. What does most mean? To me, it could mean one-third. To someone else, it could mean half, right? And that's where subjectivity gets introduced, and that's where uh, multiple touch points get introduced because providers submit something, it's not completely doesn't meet the summit additional information leads to multiple claims multiple calls costs on both sides right because AI can now quantify this you can use that to quantify and standardize your clinical criteria that says 35% of your tooth should be decayed missing or filled for you to be able to get uh, approved on a crown and now that builds that uh, the transparency again I was uh, mentioning before between the payer and the provider saying my I need to meet 35% criteria for me to be able to get my claim paid right and that really helps uh, them understand and it also removes subjectivity within the payer community. When clinicians are reviewing on the payer side, they know what, what uh, quantification they're going after, right? The second piece we see impact is faster claims adjudication. So again, because AI can quantify, recognize, anything that meets uh, the clinical criteria has complete documentation, 100% auto-adjudicated, does not require any manual touches. So again, as I was saying, something that would take weeks before can get paid in the very same day. If a claim is missing information, for example, missing the right x-rays, is not of diagnostic quality, missing the appropriate tooth, again, AI can recognize and very quickly understand, uh, mention that, hey, we need additional information, whether it's more x-rays, it's uh, chart notes or period charts or narratives, and AI can help send that in a very automated fashion. Again, no manual touch is required. And the third piece of that is basically anything that does not meet medical criteria goes to a clinician, and then AI serves as a companion to the clinician because AI is quantifying the data, and then everyone's being measured against the same yardstick. We were talking about this earlier in the morning, but if the bone loss is 2.5 and AI shows that, there is no more thinking, I think it's 2.4, I think it's 2.6. No, it's 2.5 because the data tells you. So all provider claims get measured against the same yardstick. All the clinicians are using the same playbook, so you're consistently in an unbiased way processing and reviewing every single claim. The third area is that now that you have a treasure trove of this quantified data is provider communication. How do you make that more personalized? Because now you have insight into, hey, I know this section of providers are always the ones that are only submitting period chart, never an x-ray. 
let me go have a personalized communication with them to help them understand how can they submit appropriate and complete documentation that drives on-time payment of claims. You have a section of providers that are submitting potentially low-quality images consistently. Again, you use that data to drive that outcome to say, okay, educate them in a personalized manner. So instead of sending a generic communication to thousands of uh, doctors in your network that maybe 10% uh, are reading, you're now using AI and that quantification of the data to do a very personalized communication with a section of your provider that really helps the provider understand that the payer really wants to pay my claim and not what I was thinking where, hey, the payer is out to deny my claim because now the payer is working with you in a personalized manner to help you understand what information should I provide so that I can pay your claim faster and on time because that saves me money as a payer because I don't have to take calls, I don't have to review the same claim multiple times. So those are, I would say, three broad areas that really AI is already starting to make an impact in the market. I think those were some fascinating insights from Ankit. Let's drill down on some of the finer points for just a minute there. There seem to be a few interesting pieces to the AI puzzle. First is the potential for quantification of data to drive transparency between the payer and the provider, which I think leads to the second piece where AI can help to support faster claim adjudication. And of course, finally, AI can really help to streamline a more personalized provider communication approach. At the end of the day, it all boils down to a better member experience and faster care. Now, in this upcoming segment, our moderator, Kyle Colts, is going to spark a conversation about how AI can lead to transformational change. We're going to hear from our three other panelists, Jeff Meyerhofer, Group Head, Commercial Payments at Optum, Teresa Duncan, the president of Odyssey Management, Inc., and Heather McDermott, product manager, two of specialty benefits at Principal. Let's hear what they have to say. We're talking about pretty transformational yes. process change, right? So I just tee up for the rest of you, you know, from a change management perspective, and we put, you know, we put this right squarely with providers, and there, the, the implication of an automated solution might be um, denials that, you know, flew right through before, right? Yep. Approvals turn to maybe a higher propensity, maybe at least initially, there'll be a higher propensity of denials. So what, what are some thoughts that you, the three uh, business leaders would have about um, applying this technology? So one of the things that we focus on, we've got both a consumer as well as a provider side when it comes to payments. And we have a company that, uh, that we uh, acquired a few years ago called Solutran. And they have a, a very strong partnership with a lot of the different network uh, organizations as well as the, think of it as a, as a, a payment network like a Visa or MasterCard. But we have the ability, and we're testing this, to be able to get that data directly into that, uh, that transaction so that when the consumer is actually paying at, the, at the, um, the dental office, they have the ability to actually know exactly how much it is, and it's almost like the adjudication data is actually going through the payment rails. So we're testing some of that, but that's where we see opportunities for things like AI to be able to take kind of normal streams like an 835 or a, a, a normal data flow and put it into something that you use every single day, pull out the right wallet, pull out the right uh, payment methodology, and at the same time, bring some of the different capabilities associated with the benefits and bring that all into the dental office uh, and directly into uh, a practice management system. So we're working on some of those things, and to me, that's a direct reflection of AI and, and kind of thinking it through in a different manner. So I think it's really important if the, if the provider is able to utilize AI before it even gets to the payers, it's a win-win for everybody. I'd, I'd rather them be upstream, you know, mm -hmm. and getting that because I, I, 
You know, I don't know, Ankit, if you want to add this as an option, but I would love to have lights and sirens on the computer. And if a hygienist or an assistant takes an x-ray that's terrible, I want those lights and sirens to go off. <laughs> because as an insurance coordinator, filing the claims and gathering the documentation, when I see a bad x-ray like that, it just... It just drives me insane, so that would be awesome. Um, but that, so if they can do that and they can get better with realizing the, the images are not quality, uh, that would, I think, help everybody in the room here. Uh, but I also think, too, you have a lot of new dentists who haven't looked at 10,000 films yet. They don't know what they're looking at. And If you got a group of, of dentists together and let them see films from other cases, you know, Endo would see all these films from other Endos, I think that's going to make them stronger clinicians, which that's just, that's awesome. So I think AI is really a wonderful thing, and I hope providers really, I hope they realize it. They embrace soon. it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, AI, like you said, Anke, can really help with those real-time situations in the future um, where a service needs some kind of clinical review and the AI can help be valuable from that perspective. Um, I also think it can help improve the provider experiences. It helps the carrier get to a decision more quickly and to the right decision. Um, so I think those are some benefits as well. And just from an operational standpoint, there's obviously a lot of value for um, the carriers too. Sure. Well, if you're just joining us now, first, I want to say welcome. My name is Holly Carter from SkyGen, and we're listening in on some insights from four industry experts featured on a panel that was titled The Future of the Provider's Digital Journey. Our panelists were just chatting about AI and machine learning and sharing their perspectives on how AI can foster new levels of trust, transparency, and interoperability among payers, providers, and members. Now, from my perspective, which may be somewhat biased, but at the same time, I think no one is a better proponent of leveraging technology to establish greater levels of trust and transparency than SkyGen. As a company in the business of technology-enabled solutions, we stake our entire reputation on innovation in the vision and dental specialty benefits landscape, and we always have the best interests of the payer, provider, and member in mind. To do this requires really putting ourselves in the shoes of these stakeholders, which I think our panelists would agree is really an important component on the path toward developing a digital strategy. Now, as we progress the second half of today's podcast, we're going to hear more about how providers wish we'd become strategic advisors for the payers. This is basically their wish list on what's needed to carve out a path for a strong digital strategy. So now, once again, we're going to hear from Ankit from Overjet, and he's going to let us know what he thinks. Yeah, I think a couple of things, uh, I think the group hit on this, is uh, communication and interaction, right? Consumer experience, provider experience. How can I avoid having to make calls for every single thing and being on hold on calls, right? So how do I, as a, as a payer, I already have access to uh, a lot of data that tells me why are my providers calling me or why are my providers contacting me? Can I use that data and apply, again, technologies like analytics and, and big data and even natural language processing to 
define trends of what's the most common reasons, and I know payers are already doing that, right? And using that to define self-service capabilities so that with a click of a button through a portal, through a web app, uh, they can get the answers instead of having to call. Again, going back to my Uber Amazon example, right? Like how many times have we called Uber Amazon? Probably one out of 10, if, if not less, uh, right? So that's the, especially with the newer generation of providers who are, who've grown up in the digital age, that's their expectation that it needs to be a digitally interactive uh, interactive relationship and not something that requires multiple touch points through multiple different channels. The second area, which is where we are seeing uh, payers really move fast, is is the utilization management domain, right? Uh, and and combined with, uh, with with fraud based abuse, right? But utilization management really gives them that. Uh, ability to process claims in a transparent, consistent, and unbiased manner, and without heavily changing their operational or IT processes, right, because you're integrating with, uh, with technology that's, uh, that's running on a, on a SaaS platform, and that really makes sure that you are taking your current process, sending the data, getting the outcome, and then driving, driving the decision from there in a much faster and consistent manner. So I think those couple of areas communicate digital uh, interaction and Utilization management are, are two areas that where we see providers, uh, payers moving very quickly to, to gain uh, uh, and improve trust with providers. I'm pretty sure we can all agree that digital relationships and engagement really hinge on communication and trust. So now with that, let's move on and hear a little bit about what Teresa and Heather have to say on their perspectives on helpful resources for the payer and the provider. I would love to see more resources uh, on the payers' pages. I, I know that you have, ver- like Delta Dental has their toolkit, and that's great. Um, but I do think that there are there's an opportunity for y- for you all to educate these new insurance coordinators as well on best filing practices and you know basic of the codes and and all of that. I mean, I, I'm not trying to put myself out of a job. There's going to be plenty of opportunity. But I think that they look to you, especially a new person in the office is going to the, the page and looking for those resources. Um, and I think the other piece of this, too, that doesn't, I'm not going to say this is my top, but this is important. Um, I, I would love to see a more, um, I guess, universal in the industry push to have fraud, waste, and abuse training required if you're a PPO provider. I really would. And I know that that sounds weird coming from a provider side, but I just there's just not a lot of knowledge of what's right and what's wrong out there. And they're picking it up and taking it from office to office as they job hop. And um, I just think it would be great for everyone involved that they know they can't bill fillings for sealants just because they're not covered. And I think we're going to see an increased usage of APIs within the industry to basically solve problems, create efficiencies, and wins for multiple organizations involved. Um, a recent example that we have done at Principal is uh, we had an ODP or a third-party benefit verifier that was contacting our call center um, for benefit and eligibility information for multiple patients, multiple offices. And so we have an API now with one of those organizations that's providing them that benefit and eligibility information that they need. There's great usage on it. So we're really serving their needs without needing to call us and not tying up our contact center staff either with those calls. Um, Also, there are benefit and eligibility limitations within the EDI transactions. And so we may see carriers starting to use APIs to provide even more robust benefit and eligibility information, perhaps with fee schedule information through API to their partners and clearinghouses, um, basically, and not relying on batch files or the provider portal. So that's, you know, maybe a 
perhaps an area of opportunity. Also, I think we have to look at provider data as an area of opportunity. So it's really cumbersome for provider offices to keep their data up to date with multiple organizations that they work with. And so how can we make that as easy as possible for them to update their data? Um, and then another piece that comes to mind, too, is, you know, they are in practice management software on a daily basis. And so it's really important to them that we solution things and take into account the fact that they're in that software all the time. And so um, it would be great if we could see some increased collaboration between practice management software firms, payers, and provider offices as we continue to solution things. Technology and data-driven solutions are the key to enabling payer and provider collaboration. But I think it also requires industry-wide understanding, acceptance, and more than anything else, probably collaboration to implement these kinds of solutions. Now let's eavesdrop one more time and see what Jeff Meyerhofer from Optum has to say as he brings us home with some thoughts on creating better transparency around data. You know, when I think of, uh, you know, just listening to everybody up here, um, the majority of the items that, that are creating frustration within a provider organization is around communication, data, being able to get the information at the point of where you actually need it. So also looking at kind of the, the payer space and saying how many of these items are actually commodity type items, meaning how many of those could actually be consolidated into a, a single location so that people can actually get that data for multiple payers at one spot, whether it's training credentialing, whether it's a, you know claims information or policies, but you know, I think about what John and, and Skygen is doing around the dental hub. It's like stuff like that is where innovation needs to go so that, you know, whether it's an API coming from a payer, whether it's, uh, you know, the data from a, a dental hub type environment going to the provider, it makes their life easier and continues to improve their space. So, you know, all of the things that, uh, that Heather, you just went through could be improved by starting to create better transparency around some of that data. And then finally, as a payer, you need to listen because you could sit there and do all the analytics on all of your data and why people are, ca- are calling, but unless you're sitting there listening to almost like an advisory board of, of your providers, you're never going to understand what you need to do and what you need to actually create on your roadmap. So that's one of the things that we've actively done on our side to say, how do we create a better uh, opportunity and interaction point associated with uh, uh, the payer and the provider organization. So to me, you can get all the data, making it clear, making it uh, more transparent, putting it at their fingertips where they need it and uh, uh, into their practice management system, but also listen and continue to improve. And some sage advice from Jeff to end on today, listen and continue to improve. I know that's what we try to do here at SkyGen. Through continual development and improvement and growth in our products and our product line and new additions like the Dental Hub, a solution that brings all the stakeholders together in one place. So as we close out today's episode, I think that the key theme I've heard throughout this discussion is one of collaboration. When we collaborate, we achieve far greater levels of efficiency, create new avenues for data exchange, and ultimately achieve better care for the members. And it's not just my opinion either that collaboration is important. Actually, I saw a recent survey that said that 92% of health executives who had responsibility for payer operations wanted greater collaboration with their health plans. And I think that is a powerful, powerful thing that they're all in agreement on that. In any case, I'll leave you with that, a little bit of food for thought. And that brings us to the end of our episode. 
Thank you again for taking the time to join me today. And I just want to give you a quick reminder that this podcast was brought to you by SkyGen with coverage from Transform 2022. Transforming dental, vision, specialty, business, technology, experiences, care, health, and lots and lots more. SkyGen is a leader in the dental and vision specialty benefits management administration space. For more information about SkyGen, please visit us at www.skygenusa.com. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts from our annual meeting featured on SkyCast, SkyGen Specialty Benefits Insights Podcast.